Okay, you go. Okay. Uh, you're listening to Anoop Desai, uh, CEO of Renta.com, with uh, Jeff Smith on the Vroom Vroom Veer podcast. Listen up. Woo! Well done, sir. Thank you. Cool. Okay, I will be, uh, I have to hit stop and then I go away for a sec, but I'll be right back. Okay. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Nicely. Thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? It's great. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. I know this is going to be fun. You're from Tennessee. All tennis, all people from Tennessee are automatically fun. <laughs> and very nice too, right? Yes. Nice, nicely nice <laughs> with easy names to say. So you're already making my day. <laughs> great, great. So before we get in the Vroom Vroom Veer, I know that's a bit of a tongue twister, so. I know, I'm from East Tennessee. I can't hardly get that one to roll not, off the tongue. You're not the only one. It's 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 <laughs> it's hard on purpose. So you know, it's it sticks in your mind. Don't get but many not, copycats that way. Not huh? in your mouth. <laughs> say say the branding people, but I like it, so it works for me. Veer Veer is like a hard word, I think, mm. and then it's also three V's in a row, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, that's enough about me. This is about you, Whitney. <laughs> I know it's all about me, Jeff. Let's it's all about you. Let's get, exactly. That's what I tell my husband. <laughs> Can we start talking about me now, please? Uh, let's talk about something important. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, talk a little bit about what you've got going on in your business at WhitneyNicely.com. Well, I'm a real estate coach. I teach people how to buy houses without needing any money, without needing a license, without going to the bank. Right. Uh, I teach people how to buy houses people to people and leave all these other people out of it. Interesting. Leave all yeah. the other people like brokers and real estate agents and like that, those it, folks. Yeah. And it's funny because I am a broker, but I'm like the anti-realtor realtor. You're the unrealtor. Uh, Is that what you're trying yeah, to do? Yeah, I kind of, I mean, okay. I pay my dues, but I don't do the rest of that stuff. Those people work really hard. <laughs> and you're from Tennessee and you don't want to work really hard. I don't want to work hard. I want to talk slow. I want to make a lot of money and Understood. You know, yeah. hang out and kick it. <laughs> hang out. <laughs> Drink some uh, unsweet tea by the, uh, no, on the porch. No, sweet tea. I know. Sweet tea. I know. I Come lived on, in, uh, I lived in Panama City, Florida. I got good sweet tea. Yeah. Well, you know, I, but uh, man, I just, I'm not a fan of the sweet tea. I grew up in Michigan, so... Our tea up there is like gross. <laughs> yeah. It's not real tea. It's like that. It's sort of like Kool-Aid flavored tea. Like, yeah, no. yeah. you know what I'm talking about, right? That stuff that you yeah. mix in with water and I don't even know what it tastes like, but it doesn't taste like tea. No, I grew up on milk and sweet tea. Like that's, wow. that's all we had. Milk and sweet <laughs> tea. Okay. Yeah. Did you put milk in the sweet tea? I hope not. No. Oh, good. Because no. <laughs> that sounds gross. That'd be kind of English. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. 
Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what you were doing before you got into selling houses and doing real estate and investing and stuff like that. Well, I'm the fourth generation entrepreneur in my family. Oh, really? Uh, My great grandfather started a dump truck company in 1939. Holy cow. And our books have come from trucks since 1939. Wow. And nice. everybody in my family works for the trucking company in one way or the other. My right. mom and my brother are running that show. Uh, she sent me a picture earlier today. They've got a truck turned over on its side. So it's a sad day in trucking. Um, Aww, but, yeah. you know, there throughout the decades, my great grandfather, my grandfather, my mom, they all just started buying houses, buying commercial property, buying industrial property, trucking during the day and investing at night. Okay. And so so it was always, kind of in your blood. Yeah, it's it's kind of been in my blood to, you know, <laughs> work, 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 and work some more, right. and okay. you know, invest, and you know, plan for retirement. Even though we just work until we're dead in my family, so I don't know really what this retirement thing. Retirement is that seems kind of boring, you know. It does, doesn't it? It sounds yeah. awful, actually. Yeah, I've tried it a couple of times. I wouldn't recommend it. It, it sounds bad, but you yeah. know, vacation. I get really fat. Just... <laughs> 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 Maybe I've been semi-retired. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You got to get off the couch, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Go on. So um, I keep, I keep, you know, working and doing my own thing. And I've got, and my mom and I are kind of in a race right now. She's got seven LLCs and I've got nine. What? So, <laughs> yeah. And, wow. You know, four, four years ago, she had seven rental houses and I had none. And now I've got 19 houses, 19 apartments, and she's still got seven. My goodness. So, wow. Yeah. You know, so you're racing. Mom, you're winning. Yeah, my mom is my best friend and my mentor and my shining light and my cheerleader. She's like my everything. Uh, and also my competition. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with some friendly competition. That's right. We're there to cheer each other on and lift each other back up. Right. Right. So, so, okay. So when did you start? Uh, you started like sometime around 2008, 2009, something like that. Yeah, I started, my mom had a house that she's had since, uh, before I was born. It was actually the house that they were living in when I was born and she's been renting it for all this time, 32 years, if you're wondering. And I've been renting for 32 years. Well, she had renters in it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Since I was born. Thank you. Wanted to make sure you understood uh, that. No, she's been (laughs) renting it out and adding to her portfolio since before I was born. So I was ready to spread my wings a little bit after college, but it was the recession. It was 09 and I couldn't, you know, just up and go buy a house. So I said, why don't I just move into your house? And we uh, ever so gently kicked the tenants out and realized that they hadn't vacuumed in like the seven years that they'd been there. The place was trashed. It It wasn't, you know like tore up it was just disgusting just dirty yeah Yeah. so (laughs) we flipped that house and I fell in love with the process and you know I was kind of torn are we going to sell this and make some money and then I can go buy something new and then I just kind of fell in love with the house and its history and my uncle owned it before my mom did and I was like you know what I'm just going to move in here so she didn't make any money and I didn't either on my first flip but I got a great situation I started renting the house I rented it for seven years and my parents you know, they got a great tenant. <laughs> they can stop in all the time. Raid <laughs> <in> my pantry. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, okay. And it was, you know, a way to kind of know that I was safe and yet out of the house, even yes. though I was still kind of at the house. But, yeah, it worked out well for both of us. But I got the bug. And then she started buying about one house a year. And I, I worked with them flipping it. But my parents are awesome. But they invest old and slow and kind of boring, and they'll take six months to flip a house. And 
I really started to see where there was a process that we needed to have in line and there was a strategy and we need to have this and this and this and this. And so I wanted to like speed things up. Okay. And yeah, because the crazy people on TV do it like in 30 days or less, right? And if if everything on TV was true, Jeff, if everything on TV was true, yeah. It does seem crazy that you could, you know, flip a house in 30 days. I mean, you can do anything you want to in 30 days if you don't pull any permits and you have anybody and everybody over there that you want and you have a crew working 24-7 <laughs> and you have unlimited funds and sponsored right. programs and sure. somebody do your hair and makeup. Yeah, you yeah, can do yeah. anything in 30 right. days. Right, right, right. Got it. But uh, in the real world. <laughs> it ain't going to happen like that. Right, right, right. But in That's the real not world. not how it works. No. Right. Um, but you know, you can do some stuff pretty quickly and sometimes there's things depending on where you are in the country that you don't, you don't always have to pull a permit to change a faucet, you know? And so if you're doing kind of a lipstick on a pig flip, which is what I I do now, (laughs) you might not need a permit. So you might not have to wait, but you know, on the TV shows when they're gutting walls and tearing stuff and rebuilding stuff, you got to have permits for that stuff. Y'all, I mean, but if you're changing a faucet, you might not need a permit. Changing a light bulb, you don't need a permit, but you know. You're just cleaning a house, right? Yeah. You're just cleaning up a house that was dirty, like your yeah, first house. Yeah, and that's it what I do. Disgusting. I, I yeah. get houses that people have forgotten about, or they were hoarders, and I just rent a dumpster and two dudes, and they go empty the house, and then I rent a cleaning lady, and she cleans it, and boom, we flipped it. Wow! All we did was clean it out, but yeah, yeah. I'll make ten thousand dollars on a you know thousand dollar clean out job. Okay, yeah, that's all <laughs> and right. That's awesome because you can spend ten thousand and flip a house or flip a kitchen. And then get ten thousand. It's kind of like ah, uh. or you could spend maybe a thousand and still make ten thousand. And now we're making some traction. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice little re- return there. Spend a yeah. thousand, make ten. So that I've means been, um, you earn nine thousand dollars. That's okay. I've been getting into some sad houses, like some really sad looking. You know, they just they just look like they've been road hard and put up wet. I bought three <laughs> for about eleven thousand dollars total, all in, all done. What? Eleven thousand dollars, three them, houses. Okay. I sold one of them for twelve thousand, so I was pretty much in the money. Right. Uh, I sold the second one for ten thousand, and then the third one I sold for twenty thousand. Wow. So I've got eleven thousand invested, and I've got twelve, ten. That's twenty-two, and another twenty. I got forty-two back. I got twelve thousand. I'm going to get forty-two back. So that's a thirty thousand dollar gain. That's and I right. didn't do anything. I just bought them and put them back out on the market. Wow. That's some fun flipping. <laughs> so do you flip the apartments too or do you keep renters? Um, okay, so two of my apartment complexes, Yeah, we bought them out of foreclosure. What had happened was a teacher. These are the only apartments in this zip code. Like these are the only apartments in town. Wow. And okay. a teacher had bought them during the recession, 08, uh, 06, 07. And since everybody was just handing out money, the bank handed him a bunch of money and he flipped these apartments and then he put a bunch of crackheads in them and they quit paying him rent and he lost the apartments to foreclosure because he was a teacher making teacher money and he couldn't make the apartment payments and he put bad tenants in it. So they went through foreclosure, but they were flipped. And what was cool was the, it was a local community bank that had them under foreclosure. And so they got a local property manager to put good tenants in them. So these things were making money every single month in foreclosure. Wow. And we bought them already going cash positive. Wow. And we bought 
we bought 11 units for like 225 and we bought five units for like 125 and in Knoxville just to give you perspective my most expensive house was 225 but I bought 11 units for 225 and let me tell you the money on 11 units is a lot better than on one unit yeah. <laughs> so we wow. started buying houses for, I mean, apartments for what I was buying houses for. Uh, and then I kind of lost interest in houses for a little while, but <laughs> I'm back to houses now. Uh, we also have a triplex and we paid uh, like 92000 for it. And our payment on it, because we do have a mortgage on it, um, is like five something. But we get 550 a month per unit. So we get 1500 Our payment is five something. So we make almost $1,000 a month on that investment. Nice. Wow. And that's what I love to tell people. People are like, oh, but you can't make any money in real estate. Well, yeah, you can. You just have wow. to look at it sideways and get off the MLS. Yes. So where do <laughs> There's no deals on the MLS. Where do you find your deals then? You just got, drive around? <laughs> uh, yeah, driving for dollars is a really good way to find deals on houses. Uh, okay. They take a lot more legwork. I am kind of lazy and I like to do things a little bit more automatic. I buy a lot of houses off Facebook, actually, um, wow. from my friends and family, not running ads or anything like that, just friends and family on Facebook. Um, and a lot of my students buy houses from what I've taught them how to do on Facebook. But I've got 14 different ways, about seven offline and seven ways online to find right. houses that nobody Deals. else is even talking to. So your competition right. goes to no nothing right. if you're the only one talking to them. Right. Wow. And they're not, so are they even on the market? No. I mean, ah, they're, they're okay. literally sitting there. Google drives by and takes their picture, but otherwise nobody else is paying attention to them. They're not even listed. No, I, I do. I have three deal breakers. I won't, because I'm the anti-realtor realtor. realtor I <laughs> You're the unrealtor broker. The unbroker. I, I won't talk to somebody if their house is listed with an agent because I don't want to pay the agent. They're working for pennies on the dollar and I want to educate more agents that they're working for nothing. They should be buying these houses instead of listing them. Right, so right. if they're on the yeah. market, I won't talk to you. <laughs> so you're, you're unrealtor, you're unbroker and you're un MLS. Off market properties only. Off market properties. I also only. won't buy a house if somebody's living in it and I don't care if they're supposed to be living in it or not. If somebody's sleeping there every night, I'm not buying it. Oh, uh, and the third thing I won't do is if you're behind on payments. So I think foreclosure is a bad F word. And if you're anywhere near needing to talk to somebody about that, I'm not your girl. Okay. You've got, I, I like want, these rules. I want free and clear. Okay. Or current on the payments. Okay. I want them empty, preferably already cleaned out, but I'll take them with the crap in it. And... <laughs> I don't want if to I really got anywhere. to if I have to I mean, if, if I have to <laughs> if it's a really uh, big deal yeah and I don't want an agent anywhere near me <laughs> wow you don't want so you go direct owner direct I know I, I bring it back to the people that's what I was saying earlier I deal with sellers who need me and don't want to go through eight different people and get the message miscommunicated right right it's well, people yeah. to people gotcha we don't and, need all these other folks in my business. Go right. away. Yeah. I mean, like when I, I just sold a house in California, so there was a broker for me. No, there was Hey, congratulations. Agent, there, there was an H. Thank you. <laughs> that there, is quite the feat. That's the, awesome. Good. There was there was an agent for me, and then there was an agent for the buyer, right? So they shared yep. my money. 
<laughs> they did, and their brokers shared it, and they had an appraiser, and they had an inspector, and they had an they underwriter, had a, like and they had an insurance agent, people, and there was like yeah. 18 people in on this deal that you way didn't ever see. More, way more people. Yeah, well, there was a few people that, that showed up. You know, the mold guy, and then the, this oh guy, and the guy. They, it's just, it's Everybody's got their hands yes. in their pocket. Right. Get out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, those are the folks that you're talking about, right? Exactly. And so many people, you know, there's people out in the world who don't even like agents. They don't even want to see that commission split because it just makes them mad. <laughs> and I agree. Right. I agree. Right. I don't, right. I don't want to see it either. Like I can make way more than that without that commission split. Right. So you're a broker, but you're not an agent or, or wait a minute. Do you have a real estate license? I do. Okay. I'm a broker. I'm a realtor. Okay. So you you does that is that required? Um you to do what? To do what you're doing. Oh no, anybody can buy houses. There's not a license that says you're a certified house buyer. That's true. Okay. So if you want to anybody in, can go buy houses. We've right. been brainwashed to think that we need agents to show us these houses so those agents can get paid. It's job security. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Same with mortgage brokers. Mortgages have been around for a hundred years. You know why? Because the government needed more money, and they could <laughs> regulate this. The government always wants more money. Yeah, so they created mortgages and dipped their hand into the pot. And I try to—I'm uh, not exactly a conspiracy theorist, but I, I'd be pretty good if I was one. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, so I like to keep it person to person, and you know, here in East Tennessee, I keep it redneck to redneck. <laughs> Wait a minute. If you're a conspiracy theorist, then you have to have a tinfoil hat folded correctly. Do right? you want me to send you a picture of it? <laughs> okay. So we know you don't need to have a license. No, I don't want a picture. Yeah, you know, that would be cute. We could put it in the show notes if you want to wear it. <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy theorist. How do you like my hat? Says Whitney. <laughs> Says they're trying to take all of our money. That's right. <clears throat> I want my money. So you can you can do all of this investment stuff without a license is what that's, Yeah, I think right. it's better if you don't have a license actually because as a broker I have to disclose disclose disclose. Right. I have a separate form that people have to sign that says that they know that I'm an agent, I'm trying to make money. Like sure. hello, why else would I have a job if I wasn't trying to make money? Mhm. Wow. Of course. But some scumbucket sometimes said, "Oh no, I'm going to try to make money and not let people know that." No, don't do that. Just tell people you have a license. You try to make money. It's really easy. Don't be a scumbucket and you'll get a lot further in life. Hell, well, yeah, right. <laughs> That's now there you go. There's the nugget. We can stop the show now. <laughs> Don't be a yep, scumbucket. There you go. <laughs> go. I taught you your lesson today. You can drop the mic. Shut it down. That's today. it. There you go. Stop driving. Okay. No, you don't need a license. You don't need to be a general contractor. I'm a general contractor too, but uh, only because, you know, when I was trucking, we needed somebody to have a general contractor's license so we could go build roads. So I'm actually like an industrial and commercial level general contractor. Wow. I only have a house building general contractor's license because it was an extra eight questions on the exam. So, you know, you were already there. Pretty much. Eight more, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Eight seconds. It's just an right. eight second ride. Hold on. Wow. There you go. So uh, I take it you're not using your own money when you're doing these deals. You don't need any money. I'm going to go find people that are making payments on an empty house. And if I can plug that hole in their bucket and, you know, stop the bleeding, 
they're happy. What money do I need? Right. Okay. They just want somebody to take over their payments. Okay. okay. Or they got an empty house that they're not making any money on because they don't want to be a landlord. Mm. All right, fine. I'm, I, you know what I really am? I am a glorified renter. I rent 19 houses and then I sublet all of them back out. Really? Okay. So you don't have a, that's another thing of, I want to do everything myself. So wait a minute now, do you manage all the properties too? Uh, technically I do, but the way I set up my contracts is I give them the responsibility. If the toilet gets clogged, get a plunger or a plumber. Don't call me. (laughs) Okay. I'm not unclogging your toilet and don't call me at midnight. Um, I check in with my, uh, so all of mine are set up so that rent is due on the first, but they have until the fifth. All right. Right, There's a grace period. If they don't pay by five on the fifth, there's a 10% late penalty going right on there starting the 6th they have until the 14th to pay their rent and the late penalty so i don't even check until the 14th mm. and on the 14th my accountant sends me a uh, accounts receivable statement that says so and so didn't pay and i usually send them a text and they're like oh my gosh i gave him the money i'm gonna kill him we'll have it in there today mm. And or you they got an say, extra ten percent so that's not so bad and i get an extra ten percent and since i'm i'm selling these on a lease option there's a benefit if they pay on time, I give them credit towards their purchase price every month. So I really don't have many late payments. Gotcha. Well, that's good. But if I do, I send them a text and they say, oh my gosh, I'm going to go get it in the bank and I'm going to kill my husband, you know, whatever. Uh, I get a lot of those. And I'm like <laughs> angry people out there. Um, but, so you just write it into their lease that they're yeah. basically self-managed as long oh, yeah, as they pay sure. their rent. And if they trash the house, you get the security deposit back. No security deposits. I get non-refundable oh. option fees. So they give me ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars to move into this house. Okay. And I I just took over somebody's payment, so I didn't give anybody anything to take over. So whatever they give me is a non-refundable option fee. That's my money, honey. Non-refundable option fee. And then let's say my payment's seven hundred. I like that. I, I can so rent you- it for a thousand, so I make three hundred dollars a month on every single house. Wow, that's not bad. No, plus ten or twenty thousand for him to move in. I had a lady one time give me forty thousand dollars to move into one of my houses, and she left in six months. Wow. And most of the time, tenant buyers don't destroy houses because they've got more than five hundred dollars invested in it. They are planning on buying this house. Oh, interesting. So it's almost like a uh, a rent to buy kind of thing. Yep, rent to own. Rent to own. Rent to own. I like it. I love it. So does how does it work on the apartment side? Like when you buy one of those multi-unit dealios? Are, are, so we tried to do a lease option on our triplex. With the foreclosures, we had to just buy those from the bank and get a mortgage. And my husband's a W-2 employee, so that wasn't a problem. Um, but the triplex, these people, the house is in Morristown, Tennessee. And the people were living in Florida and they were just managing it virtually and it just got to be a headache for them. So we tried to offer them a deal so that they would owner finance it for us. Uh, okay. And the wife was in. She was totally cool with it. But the husband wasn't. He, he just wanted to be cashed out and go golf and not worry about it. So gotcha. we actually have those um, regular with a mortgage. Um, so you own, cool, you own own those. <laughs> right. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Okay. What was cool though is I, I've got all these houses that I was using, you know, people are giving me big money to move into these houses and instead of going to Vegas, I was paying off. I had one house that I wanted to pay off real fast and it's like a $185,000 house and so I got a bunch of option fees and I paid it off. 
So I nice. used somebody else's money to pay off a house for myself. And I, I didn't know why I wanted it paid off, but I knew that I needed it paid off. And then we started looking at these apartments. We needed money to put down as a down payment. So what we did is we got a line of credit on that one house that I had paid off. Okay. And we pulled $100,000 out of it and used that as our down payment on all of our apartments. So we use the money that comes in every month to pay off the line of credit and to pay off our mortgage. And we still get money in our pocket every month. Yeah. Well, you got to keep so the we're in cash on the flow going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in on the apartments with uh, none of our own money out of our pocket either. Right. Wow. Because we use the non-refundable option fees to pay off a house. So we had a free and clear house that we didn't pay for. Nice. Wow. We pulled a line of credit out on it and we're using other people's money to pay back the line of credit. Right. So, and now you just have to pay off that mortgage on the, on the multiplex. That's, that's yep. probably something you want to do rather quickly. Yeah, we've got, I think we're making, you know, huge payments, huge strokes on it every month. So that yeah, in yeah. two years, yeah, you're trying to chop, chop that tree down. Yeah, nobody, baby. Nobody wants a mortgage. Yeah. No. I could tell you stories about, uh, cause I bought my California condo in, 2003 so you can already imagine and i didn't sell it until this year right so that meant that i went through everything all of 2007 8 and 9 <laughs> bless your heart oh my god um so i i kind of lost count and couldn't stand how much money i spent refining right just Ugh. right because it was just like well i knew i had to refi refi immediately just because it was one of those uh, what did they I call it? it? It was like an arm, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. then, um, that there was like a big one with a balloon in seven years. And then there was mm -hmm. a little one, right? And even the broker was like this little one, this side mortgage that we're using to, you know, meet the need at the, whatever, basically the high interest loan, 9% something crazy mm -hmm. like that. Uh, you have to pay that one off as soon as you can. I'm like, okay, I'll double down on that bad boy. So I did that, but then you have, you can't just refi one. Right. So that was just like the beginning of the path of, Oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> and that's so crazy. And so many people across the country get stuck into that cycle, cycle yeah, and they can't refi, get out right. of it and they can't like yeah. ever because once they refi and they roll that back in and then suddenly they owe more than the house is worth. Oh uh, yeah. Thankfully that did not happen to me. I mean, Oh, it I happens just, to tons of people I know, though. I know, and I know. you know, then their credit gets shot and then they can't yeah. go do anything else. And I they know. can't, I mean, it, it's awful. There's so many people where it was in. like just all over. I, I don't mm -hmm. know. I lost count of how many friends in 08, 09 oh. that were just walking away. Just saying, okay, I'm going to, you know, go into bankruptcy and I'm not going to own a house for another seven or eight years. It was kind of the thing to do. It was like, hey, it was we're the all in here. Who filed this week? Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I avoided that. So one we, good thing about California was if you, uh, if you were still able to make your payments uh, and get into a, uh, you could, I just waited it out because I knew the value would come back. And it did, you know eventually this year yeah. <laughs> well last year but you know then we were ready to sell but yeah i, I got lucky i didn't take a humongous oh hit. yeah i just paid way too much you know because every time you do a, a refi you're just throwing away money you know you're paying all those people that i don't want to pay exactly <laughs> 
<laughs> like, okay, how much? I, you know, and I understand we I all need jobs and yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's other people out there that have houses free and clear. Mm. So I tell people all the time, if you if you really want to avoid all these other people being in your business, just go after houses that are free and clear. I mean, like, right. A quarter of the houses, like 25 percent of the houses in America are paid off. Now, that on one hand is a really bad statistic. That means most of us are under a mortgage and we have to go to work. But that means there's 25% of us walking around with no payment. Right. And a lot of those houses are empty. They're not making any money. So, you know, mm. I can buy a house that's empty all day long because it's, it's really easy to say, hey, you're not making any money. Do you want 500 a month? And mm. they're like, wow, what do I need to do? Nothing. Sign here. <laughs> I like that. That sounds I'll take like care a, of everything. That sounds you like a really good offer. Wow. It's it's a really good offer. And I mean, I don't know about in California, but over here in the South where I am, I mean, I can't throw a dead cat and not hit an empty house. There's all sorts of stuff around here. You throw and, dead but cats people, a lot. <laughs> I don't have any cats, but you know, it's just an expression. I know. I'm teasing. Did you call me a redneck? No. <laughs> I'm from Menominee, Michigan, right? <laughs> So Menominee, Michigan is like this very tiny little small town, maybe 10,000 people, right? Mm -hmm. So Jeff Foxworthy is the only hugely popular in places like Menominee, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, people from northern Michigan and small little towns like that, they're the the rednecks that nobody knows about. <laughs> and I think they're the heartbeat of America because they're the ones doing out the fringe jobs that nobody else wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I well, love being in little small town USA. Right. I love it. I can't. Yeah. I don't. Mm. You don't want. I'm going be. to California. I'm doing an event there in October, mm. and I'm kind of nervous because there's a lot of people out Too there, and I like you people. know to look out and not see anybody. Too, you know, I just moved. I moved from uh, L.A. to Las Vegas, and I feel like I'm in the country. <laughs> well that's because if you get off the strip you are in the country it is true <laughs> and i'm i'm far away from the strip uh, not as far as i could be but 30 minutes you know mm. so when i go when i look outside now i see mountain that's good that's and nice that's got to help yeah. your brain oh my gosh you know it, it, the fancy folks in california say it's population density i just say too many damn people for sure for sure <laughs> I get claustrophobic when there's too many people around me. Oh my god! Ugh, I live. I there need from, my wingspan. From Don't touch me. From 2003 <laughs> till this year, it was just every time I left LA, I, it was that like, ah, uh, right. And then every time <laughs> yeah. I went back, I was like, mm, cringe. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But Atlanta is like that. I'm. Uh, oh yeah, love it. My husband lives in Georgia, so I stay here a whole lot. I'm based out of Tennessee, though. Mm. Um, but. Everybody's like, yeah, did you go to Atlanta? I'm like, oh, no. Why would I go there? It There's is crazy. people there and yeah. traffic. And it's a ooh. nice city. But, I mean, if you need if you need to do city stuff, that's your, that's your yeah. city. I get it. But I think it's hard to invest there. I would much rather invest out in the sticks yeah. with real people, with real money and real jobs <laughs> and real needs. And those people in Atlanta, you know, those are the people. Everybody's like, well, it's a hot seller's market. I can get whatever I want for my house. Well, yeah, maybe if you're in like metro Atlanta, you can. But if you right. go two counties out, there's regular people in regular houses out there. And yeah. that's where I want to be. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. There's more opportunity to make more money mm. when there's less competition. So let's talk about some of the downsides. So how much money have you lost in your real estate investing career? $4,000. All $4,000? Okay, okay, so I bought story. this house <laughs> and it was on 
it was an online auction, which should have told me something to start with that they didn't want people at this house. And so I sent my brother by just to kind of check it out. And he was like, no, let's not buy this. And this is like when we were buying houses with cash, like we were using our entire life savings and buying houses with cash. Don't do that. So, huh? Don't do that. Is that what you're saying? No, don't do that. That's okay. crazy. Don't, don't put your money into real estate. You don't have to. So you're somebody you else's get, money. Yeah, exactly. Get creative with it. Use somebody else's money. So we were buying houses with cash. This is back in 2013. And so I sent my brother by and he was like, I don't like the area. I don't like the two houses next to it. Uh, if we were three streets over, this might be different, but I don't like it. He walked through it and he was like, no, I don't, I don't want this house. And I was like, okay, but if you're going to buy it, how much would you pay? And he was like, 10,000. And I was like, done, 15. And he was like, no, 10. I said, all right, fine. I'll put it in for 15. So I put my high bid in at 15 and we bought it for 14,000. So you lost four thousand. Not yet. Okay. We bought it for four thousand dollars, and I was so excited because this is like the third house that we bought cheap like that. And I was like, any house has to be worth fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. And, and you hadn't seen answer. it yet. <laughs> I hadn't seen it yet. So I go over there, and I'm I'm pretty confident kind of person, and so I feel like I could go anywhere and do anything when I wanted to by my little self. Okay. I pulled up to this house and locked the doors and called my brother. I was like, where are you? you going to come meet me over here? This is a bad neighborhood. <laughs> he was like, no, I told you so. I hate it when he tells me so. He's my little brother, and I hate hearing <clears throat> I told you so. Wow. So he got there. We walked through. The first thing was I got eaten up with fleas. Oh. And as I was walking around, you could see the water squishing out of the carpet every time I took a step. Ew. And this house was built prior to having indoor plumbing. So they had uh, rigged up a little lean-to for a bathroom oh, and added wow. on a little lean-to as a kitchen. Uh, it was wow. it was awful, absolutely awful. Um, one of the first things that we did to it, though, is we had the guy that mows our yards at all the other properties. I was like, I need you to come up here and clean up these trees. And he was like, okay, that's fine. And he showed up to the job site and he called me. He was like, hey, uh, I'm going to have to hire somebody to come watch my trailer while we uh, clear up these trees. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, we just had somebody try to steal one of our chainsaws while we were trying to knock down a tree. And I was like, oh, my. I was like, you know what? No, don't pay somebody else. I need to save some money. I'll come over there and watch your trailer. Wait a second. I don't need to be in this neighborhood either. So crap. <laughs> so I was there another time uh, meeting the plumber or somebody that was going to try to do something so that we could get the water turned on at this house because the utilities were like, no, we're not. You can't. No. They, they, so they didn't want anything to do with it. I was trying to get it up to speed and up to code and all this stuff. And I got there and I got there before the guy that I was meeting. And so I'm sitting in my car, doors locked. And there's the house on the left. It was like a beehive of activity. I mean, there's just people just boom, 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 in and out, in and out, in and out. And when I got out, this house stunk like the house next door to mine. And it was this weird chemical, like I've never smelled it before in my life. I've never smelled it since then. So I called, I had a buddy that was a cop. I called him. He came over and he was like, you need to leave. And I was like, I need to leave. This is my house. He was like, you need to stay away from this house and this area. And I was like, what have I done here? So I didn't leave <laughs> because I'm hard headed. <laughs> um, the cop was there with me. I was like, what bad could happen if the cop's here with me? Right. 
Um, so nothing happened that day. I was over there another day getting somebody else to come and do something. I don't know, but the guy next to me, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but in 2013, there was a house in Ohio and they found two women that had been kidnapped and they'd been holed up in this house for like 10 years or something. Oh my goodness. So that was all in the news at the time I was buying this house with a guy on the other side of the house, not the stinky house next to me, but the other one, super creepy, like way too tall on his fence, never had any activity. And I swear, cause you could see over the in just one spot and I was sitting there just trying to keep my eyes open while I was waiting on the contractor to get there Yeah, and I swear I saw somebody else in that house with him and he was yelling and throwing pots and pans and I was like you know what I quit I can't I can't be over here I'm going to get raped I'm going to get mugged I'm going to get kidnapped like this is just not where I need yeah. to be so we wow. put the house back up for absolute auction online and we sold it for $4,000 I mean four, uh, shoot $11,000 okay. we were all in all done at 15000 after we had it cleaned up and whatever mm. uh, we sold it for 11000 so I lost $4,000 but I didn't get raped I didn't get kidnapped and I get, didn't get mugged so so win that's really it was a, win. a win we got out of it and didn't lose much right. money in the right. grand scheme of things see so now you learned you learned a lot so that's why you don't put your money out and then you don't have to lose any <laughs> It's real easy. I, I, I thought you were going to say, listen to your brother. Uh, no. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe. Or maybe uh, maybe look at the house before you buy it. Yeah, try to buy the ones that don't have fleas and have like proper plumbing. Yeah. That wasn't the first house I bought without proper plumbing. But Now, you know, were you whatever. mad at him for, not, uh, for underselling his, I don't like this house? Because it sounds like you could have been mad at him for... Because, I mean, he didn't, like, describe it well enough for to talk you out of it. I don't know. He's pretty much been doing what I told him to do for the last 28 years. And so, oh. you know, really, him having an opinion was kind of like a mute point. It's uh, like my husband having an opinion on where we're going for dinner. It doesn't I get matter. it. I get it. <laughs> Not his fault. I can't blame him. I was no. the one that put the bid in. I was no, the one that didn't go I, see no, it. No, I get you it. Know? I get it. I, that's It's big of you to, to admit that. <laughs> Nicely it doesn't done. happen often, but I will admit when I'm wrong. Oh, see, <laughs> especially when you're on a on a show where you just described how shitty the situation was. Yes, yeah. Hey, I'll tell you one other thing too that I lost money on. Um, I I like to buy land. I, before I started buying houses, I was buying land, and I bought one piece of industrial property on an online auction. I actually won on this one. We paid fifteen hundred dollars for it, and I rent it for seven fifty a month. Just the land. Okay, okay, so every other money I get my investment back and we've had it for three years. So I'm, I'm good to go. And I was like, hot dog, I figured out how to buy land. Okay. So how so are then, you getting paid for this land? Well, is there stuff on it that people are paying you for or something? No, it's zoned industrial. And industrial okay. land is hard to find in the city of Knoxville. Okay. Um, so we pay 1500 bucks for it. We get 250 a month because our neighbor... Okay. I'm sorry? You said 1500 1, We paid fifteen. Hundred dollars for this, fifteen eighty six. That's not a lot. No, not not. We're not losing lunch money over sixteen hundred bucks. No. Okay. So, we uh <laughs> we paid. This is me and my brother. We paid fifteen hundred bucks for it, and uh the driveway. We rent the driveway for two fifty a month. The driveway. The driveway because Somebody our neighbor to needs to use our neighbor needs to use the driveway to get to the back side of his property. He could go through his property, but it's just really convenient for him to just shoot through our driveway. That's so he pays a, us two fifty a month to do a it. Paid easement. Yes. Right? <laughs> I like that. 
that that's yes. that's a nice way to make money. That's very monopoly way of making money. I think you yep. want to use I my railroad. Even, that's two fifty a month. <laughs> I, I didn't even know we had that. Like I didn't know that was an option when we bought it. I thought we were just buying the half acre lot. But I was downtown. You know, this is when I was helping my mom flip houses. So I was downtown flirting with the codes inspectors one day, and I just kind of mentioned, "Oh yeah, I bought this place over on Prosser," and they were like, "Well, let's look at it. Let's see what you got." And they go, "Whitney." you own that driveway too. And I was like, how do you own a driveway? And just like you said, the city used to have it as a road, but the road went to nowhere. So the city was like, you know what? We're just going to give easements. You get the right side of this road that's now a driveway, you get the left side. And so my neighbor thought he had the whole thing. It's a big Fortune 500 company, like on the NASDAQ, big fancy guys, suits and ties and everything. Right. So 250 a month is nothing. 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 Right. Nothing. They could have bought it, but they're such a big company that by the time they got it approved through all the chains of commands that they could have bought it for 1500 bucks. When they, but when they, they could pay a, a $250 bill on a credit card they, and not even care. Not even bad an eye at right, it. But right. for us, that was awesome. That's nice. That's cash flow. <laughs> Six months, we got all of our money back. And wow. then... So we still have this half acre piece of industrial property and industrial property, you can store, uh, you know, when people flip houses, they have dumpsters come. Well, when those dumpsters aren't working at a job site, they got to sleep somewhere. Well, they have to sleep on industrial land. Okay. So we have a dumpster company and they rent the land so that when their dumpsters aren't out on a job site, they have to stay somewhere. So they rent it for $500 a month. We've got nothing but trees and grass. They pay for their gravel. They pay for anything that they need, which, I mean, what do dumpsters need? They just sit there. Is there a fence? No. No? (laughs) So it's just dirt and grass. That's great. And they put the gravel wherever they want to put a dumpster. Oh, wow. And, you know, we have a gravel pit, so they get the gravel from mom. (laughs) So... I like it. I like it. Well, you got like a, a little like a, a family family on. mob business going on here. Yeah. Where are the where all where are you hiding all the bodies in that industrial I land? Can't tell you, but we got a lot of excavators. <laughs> oh wow! The, the The first thing I think of when I think of buying land and renting it out for business use or industrial use is like those uh, cell phone towers, or maybe in the future we have some of those. They're going to be um, like windmills. Or solar solar power dealios. Buy land. They're not making any more of it. Amen. Right? Buy as much as you can, as often as you can. And it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, I've got lots of little dinky pieces of land for $500 to $1,000, $1,500. You know, it's not a lot. But even if I buy it and forget about it and then somebody wants it 10 years later, then I'll make money on it. You know, it's land is more like a buy and forget about it kind of plan. Like, I'll tell you, I I didn't exactly lose money, but I did do a bad deal on land. I went to the tax sale for one of the counties that I like to buy in, Mm -hmm. and I bought three chunks of land at the tax sale. Two of them actually got uh, bought back by the owners, Um, but the one that I ended up with, I thought I was buying 15 acres overlooking the lake in this county. Okay. But when I did my research... I put a one in place of a seven or a seven in place of a one. I'm not exactly dyslexic, but sometimes I screw up the numbers. Yeah, yeah. I do that too. So when I looked up the parcel ID, I looked at these 15 acres over the the land and I paid $500 and I was ecstatic. I mean, I pretty actually jumped up in the auction when they said I won. 
uh, at the tax sale in front of, you know, all these people trying to buy stuff. Yeah. And they were all like, you were crazy. Do you know what you just bought? And I was like, 15 acres overlooking the lake. I'm going to put a big old house on it. It's going to be awesome. And they were like, you bought three acres under the lake. I was like, how can you do that? <laughs> it seems like that should be illegal. How can you do that? <laughs> Turns out, Flood. back in the day, when they flooded this lake bottom, there was one parcel that didn't get any lake frontage, and I bought it for wow. five hundred dollars. Wow! So I tell everybody that I'm going to get like an old, um, uh, what is this houseboat? I'm going to get an old houseboat and put a big old pink Whitney buys lake houses sign on it, yeah, and uh, use that for advertising so that you know I can buy lake houses off of it, or I'll just put something ugly out there and piss off my neighbors until they just give me 600 bucks and tell me to go away. <laughs> I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm sure now I, I, have you just accepted that this is just a thing that you own and it's stupid or are you constantly trying to come up with something to do with it? <laughs> no, if I tried to come up with something to do with everything I bought, I wouldn't be able to buy anything else. No, I just oh. buy stuff and figure it out as we go. Gotcha. Could, now do you, is it okay for you to use the land or it seems it's like under the lake. I know. I had to put a dock on it and just anchor it. So you 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 are a, a, do you get the water rights above the land or not? I guess I don't know. I should put a big fence up and charge my neighbors traffic. Well, you know, there's there's things theoretically that could there's be done a guy with that three does that acres of lake. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a guy that does that all over the place in Florida. People hate him. <laughs> should probably take him to lunch <laughs> well you know there there's a uh it, it well it's a lake anyway uh, that's one of those things that my my evil brain does is when people tell me problems it tries to come up with interesting and stupid solutions but i'll stop now <laughs> well, for me. i mean i'm i'm in i'm not afraid to you know talk through something but no i don't keep myself up at night over it because right. i mean overall it was 500 bucks right Right. And it, and, and it makes you know, a really good to, story. That, that, when you talk that to real estate investors, most of them say, you know, well, like I talked to a guy the other day, bless his heart. He was like, you know, I flipped a house and I had to pay $40,000 to get rid of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did you do wrong? You know, like, so 500 bucks and eh, whatever. It's a good story. Right. It's a good exactly. life lesson. Right. I paid more than that at a seminar. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's funny. Wow. Hey, this has been a blast, Whitney. Let's, so let's talk a little bit about more about like how people can find out about your stuff and uh, and how they can learn more about doing this themselves. Well, I'm pretty mouthy and I'm really mouthy on Facebook. So okay. if you go to WhitneyNicely.com slash group, that'll put you in my Facebook group. And okay. I do daily little lives doing a little bit on real estate, teaching a little bit on real estate. Uh -huh. And that's usually the entry point to where people decide, you know what? I think I need to know more from her or she gets on my nerves. I'm going to leave. <laughs> it's a very binary filter. That's what the yeah. nerds would call that. Right. Yeah. And uh, that I'm okay with that. The people that I repel, I repel them all the way. And the people who love me, love me all the way. There so. you go. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the way I like to be too. You know, you're either in, in you're either in the Jeff camp or you're not. There's yeah. there's no there's no hey, he's okay. No. No. 
<laughs> I know my brother called me earlier and he was trying to get, uh, I was on a panel of women investors and flippers one time. And so my brother came to cheer me on and, uh, he was trying to, one of the ladies there does historic flips in downtown Knoxville. And so he was trying to get her information. He was like, do you think she would remember you? And I was like, before I could even answer, he was like, never mind. How could you forget Whitney Knoxville? <laughs> I was like, exactly, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> the unforgettable. You're That's on right. everything, man. You're going to be the un everything. That's what I'm going to have to label this episode. <laughs> Unrealtor, unbroker, unforgettable, un, mm-hmm. un Whitney nicely. <laughs> the like un real estate investor. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to repel everything but money. Bring on the money. I love it. Thank you, Whitney. (laughs) This has been a blast. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.